This is Houston Ish. This is Houston Ish. Welcome to Hustle Town, USA, where the city never sleeps and the traffic never ends. Mm. Y'all are locked into the hella famous Houston Ish podcast. I'm Nat. I'm Luz. And today we've got graphic designer, teacher, and all around artiste, Jose Verse One Ramirez. What up, what up? Yo, what is up, Houston Ish? Hey. I am so excited and pumped. Yeah, that's what I'm talking like about. Real. I like the energy, I'm man. Ready. I need the energy. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to drop these bars. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. I knew we were going to get you in here. Get that coffee going, man. Yes. Thank <laughs> you, caffeine. Well, before we get into uh, our little chatty chat with Jose, um, we would like to have a word, I guess pause, for a word from our sponsor. Nat, you look tired. I think you need some coffee. Girl, I need a sugar dose. Oh, sugar dose by Joanna. Yes. Have you seen those dessert tables on Instagram? Heck yeah. You can get 20% off those dessert tables right now if you mention us, Houston Dish. You can find her on Instagram at sugardose by Joanna, J-O-H-A-N-N-A. And we're back, Jack. Yo, Luce. What's up? You want to tell the fine folks what we did this weekend? Um, yeah. I played Loteria. Ah, I played Loteria too. <laughs> Loteria Part 2? No. Yeah, if you, it wasn't, if it you don't know what Loteria is, it's um, a better game than bingo. Yeah. Better than bingo. It's not lame like bingo. We don't yell out B2. We <laughs> yell out La Sirena. <laughs> or what was it? What were they calling her? Booby. <laughs> no, La Chichona. La Chichona. <laughs> I was trying to keep PG, but... That get out the window right, real fast. Uh, for who? That's true. If children are listening, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Did, no, y'all, but... did y'all play Loteria like the organic way with beans? Or Oh, uh, uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Everybody uh, got mad yeah. about that. Okay, Nat showed up with the magical satchel okay. of beans. Okay. <laughs> so let her explain that whole thing. Yes, please. She had a satchel of beans. I thought she was like, that. The, what's that uh, story? A Jack and Beanstalk? Like, and oh, the guy yeah, walks yeah. around? Or like yeah. Johnny Appleseed? Like, you had like, like imagine the leather pouch that like Lewis and Clark would have. It's a real leather pouch. It's too, a real leather pouch. Mexico. But Authentic. I also want you to add where you found out that it was actually made. Oh, man. But so, don't do that yet. Okay, okay, Just okay. start from okay, the beginning. Okay. So start the beginning. beginning. Luz was supposed to buy beans for everybody for this uh, Loteria game. And yeah. she even texted me, hey, I'm on my way to go buy some beans. You know, I'm like, cool, right? So we, I get there and she's passing out. Like when the game starts, she's passing out like these little Tupperware things. Full of, wasn't that organized though? I would say, she kept saying macaroni. It wasn't even macaroni. What do you mean? It was like those shells, like the little macaroni and cheese. Macaroni shells. Those are, those are, those are shells. shells and cheese. Yeah. What do you mean? Velveeta. Oh, Velveeta you, know what, you know what it is? 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 When no. I think of noodles, I think macaroni. You know you love it. Um, like I so said, you know what I mean? Spaghetti is macaroni too? No, I say noodles. Spaghetti, noodles. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Macaroni so, noodles. So in my head, I was like, what's the difference? Yeah, it was a big difference. I'm sorry, man. So it's we're not even, I mean, shells. aside from the fact that the macaroni wasn't even macaroni. I was um, trying to make it Tex-Mex. <laughs> Italian. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so funny. besides the macaroni, um, yeah, they had said for the party, they were like uh, BYOB, right? So everybody, you know, is bringing yeah. their own stuff. Well, then that's when I stood up. I was like, uh... I got my bag of beans. I thought it was BYO beans. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? Hold on, so, I brought, <laughs> <laughs> so I brought my, I had my little oh, satchel. Man. But I had beans. I had real beans. Okay. She had real beans. Yeah. So were they pinto was, beans? I'm, I'm curious. They now. were they definitely pinto beans. I think they were Goya beans. too. I don't know. I just if love they're that. not Goya, I don't want to play Loteria without <laughs> the Goya. I just, I was loving it because at one point, uh, she looks over at me with this, this <laughs> most disappointed look. And I looked at her and I was like, what? And she had taken out the made in label from the inside of her little fancy satchel. Where was it? Where's it? Where was it made at? I was all proud because it's, it's a satchel from Mexico, right? Yeah, like, from yeah, Mexico, my girl. Mexican, my Mexican Mexico girl. satchel. I La Raza out. is not being represented right now. I pulled wow. out the little sign inside and our little tag inside, and it's made in China. <laughs> and Chinese got us like, again. No. Wow. And Chinese got us again. I went all the way to Mexico to get a Mexican bag of leather, a little satchel that was. Yeah, that is, you know, more and more, mm. you see that more and more, right? Like made, designed in the USA, made in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, the, you ain't fooling me. You ain't fooling me. You ain't made wow. in USA then. It's like, this is, this is authentically this. from Mexico, made in China. It's like a, just a small disclaimer. Yeah. Right? She was so disappointed. Wow. But that yeah. bring your own beans is hilarious. But then the, you should use that for the next potluck. Like, yeah. Bring your own beans. <laughs> but the funniest part is that at one point, I mean, it was getting kind of like hyped in there. Everybody was getting really into it and stuff. And I turned around. Everybody was drinking too. So that helps. And, you know, <laughs> for anything. 
I turn over and, and, and she's like literally just like poof, like disappeared. And um, a couple people that were there, they turn around and they're like, uh, hey, where's Nat? And I'm like, I don't know. And uh, Bernie says, well, her satchel is still there. Her, her bean satchel is still there. So that means that she hasn't left. She can't go with those beans. And we just all started like laughing because it's true. Oh, I mean, she made it a very, you know, in- sincere intent to bring her own beans. And she that was it. so impressed with you. She's like, oh, wow, this is so creative. Bring your own beans. This is yeah. great. So, I mean, th- if you think about it, that's, that's creative, really creative. creative right? Bring your own um, beans to a loteria game. I like that, though. We I mean, to that. be fair, the reason why I got stuck with macaroni shells is because of the fact that I, it's the weather was terrible. I was stuck at a Target of all places. Target. And, of course, they don't have a big container of beans at Target. Plus, the area that I live, there, the nearest fiesta is miles away. Like, I mean, I was stuck. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to buy macaroni, I guess. I don't know. I don't think anybody will care. Surely, I get the minute everybody saw it, where are the beans? I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, you could have done lima beans. I right? mean, like <laughs> any, anything, really. It feels it feels like everybody was hating on 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 the macaroni on the uh, shells. Well, the people who were winning weren't even using the macaroni shells; they were using like quarters. So maybe uh, maybe you know. Yeah. And then again, my beans I didn't win a single hand, single hand like no yeah. cards. I didn't I won win a single one. card. I won one. I won one. One one. I won one one. Nice. Well, the you, O-Neaters. That makes one of us. Yes. I was a loser. I took an L last night um, on the loteria. L for loteria. Are you gonna bounce back today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big Nat. <laughs> uh, sorry. Already. If y'all, if anybody got that, you're our people. Yes, <laughs> you you're you're a true hip hop fan. If you didn't, if you one. didn't get that, get out. Get out. <laughs> I want you to crash your car into the. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Go and get it. Go and get it. Sorry. Oh. That's funny. But yeah, that was cool. Loteria, man. I haven't played that in a long time. Oh my god, they had a uh, somebody had like. Because you know how the cards are homemade, or mm-hmm. you know these weren't the ones that they bought at the store, or the ones that you paste together on the on the mm-hmm. thing. So we're like flipping them over to see what kind of random you know cardboard that mm-hmm. they were using yeah. for yeah. it. They were old. How old were they? They were pretty old. Um, Lupe said our hostess, Lupe, she said that they were, belonged to her mom. Oh wow! And her mom used to use them. So I'm curious if they were made in China, though. Like I want to know now. Well, the cardboard might have been. I don't know. I mean, they were. They, they've seen some some games in their life. I don't know. Uh, have y'all seen these new Loteria cards that are coming out uh, inspired by Houston, uh, Houston theme? Have yes. you seen that? Yes, I have seen no, those. Yes. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So there's this uh, graphic designer, all-around artist and graffiti yeah. artist. Uh, he goes by Act Warner. Uh, he has a company called Art Manifested, and he oh, designed, printed, packaged, and is selling custom Loteria packages. They have like DJ Screw on there. I think uh, they have other Houston-inspired Loteria stuff. And I thought that was so so creative, man. I mean, shout out to him uh, for that. You know, I mean... I thought that was genius. I'm like, that's that, really smart. Yeah. I love that. I was, I, want, I was I low key jelly though. I was, looking, <laughs> I I was like, why it. didn't I think of that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but props to him. That that's was a great an, idea. I think that's just like an artist thing. That's yeah. an artist thing. When you're, when you're creative, I call them creatives instead of artists. Cause yeah. I think that creative people in general doesn't have to be like visual art. Yeah. Then creative people in general, you're like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> that was ingenious. Thing. Yeah. And then he's packaging it, packaging it very well. Oh, I thought well. you were saying Pakistani. I was like, oh, okay. No. <laughs> We're all all places here. (laughs) We're we're all Latinos, I think. Even the Middle Eastern people. Yeah. Right. Um, I got that spice. Another, uh, Mika was uh, putting together a Hispanic Heritage Loteria. Do you remember when she was talking about that here? That's dope. It's through the Houston Public Library. Oh, wow. So on October, I I can plug this, uh, Saturday, October 6th, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. down there at Discovery Green, they're going to be having this big... um, you know, a loteria, so you can go down there and, and check it out. Check it out on Facebook. They have the the uh, event they, on there. And are they going to charge for the cards? Mm, like, are you paying for cards? Event is fun? free, open to the public. Is it BYOB? I think you're just winning. Um, it's not. I don't think it's like for money like that. I think it's more uh, of a community. You know, come together, check out the cards, and they have a bunch of cards with pictures on them. I just saw a couple of the mockups yesterday, or day before. Yeah. And um, they have like. It'll be a picture. Man, I wish I knew the names of the places, but old places here in town. Oh, Like the old, okay. um, 
I don't know, like the Battleship Monument or something. I mean, like, things like that, but like like Mexican American um, oh, heritage. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I was really upset a couple. Um, I keep thinking about rap songs. I just thought about Drake. Um, I was really <laughs> upset uh, a couple of months ago when I went and I bought Latria cards. Like, I bought some. I didn't do it the old school way where you, like, get the pictures and you cut them and you glue them onto the cardboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like, what the hell is this? On the back of the cards, there were, like, all these proverbs and stuff. And, like, it was really, they were religious with the Dia cards. What? Yeah. Wow. Did they have the same uh, pictures? Yeah. And they're just. What scripture did they use for La Chichona? Like, I have I'm, no curi- idea. I'm curious on that one. <laughs> I was one. really confused about that. I'm like, they got boobies on here. But on the other side. Well, they there, had there is a scripture. In, uh, about boobs? Yeah. Uh, the, I, don't know nothing, the, I don't know anything about it. I, the Song of Solomon, he says, I will always find comfort in your bosom. Oh, hey. So, you know, it's, it's he's does. talking about like a man talking about his wife, talking about, I'm always going to find comfort in your bosom. Is it supposed to be sexual? It was supposed to be more like love. Like, oh, hey, you know, you're, like, the, like you're the one for me. Oh. I find comfort. Comfort in between your bosom, right? Like, well, I mean, a little bit of everything in the Bible. Right? It's, it's all interpretation, so, though, right? Yeah. So, I, I I wonder what he means by I want to find comfort between your bosoms. I'm I'm an atheist, but you know, I, I just found it ironic, I guess, in a way, like you know, because of that yeah. specifically, like the boobs and just it's gambling essentially, the, right? Right, and the borracho, the borracho, the borracho. There's a scripture for that, right? Don't be drunk on too much wine. Well, damn. So it's interesting that that they would use like religious uh, proverbs or scriptures yeah. or references for for those things. It was, it was, Whether it's a good or bad, I mean, I don't know. I didn't see them, but that's interesting yeah, though because it, it does different. mention like, oh, some things. Oh, and when I flipped them, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, hey, man. I get yeah. it. It's cool. Trying to get it out there. Trying to get your word out there. Mm-hmm. You, you slide dog, it's you. Like, <laughs> it's like, is it borderline sacrilegious, right? Like, when you look at it, like, you start thinking. But, I mean, we could probably go on with that. I, I just feel like today's society, everybody gets offended for everything. So, I'm sure yeah. someone will protest. They're using, you know, proverbs and loteria. You know, like, even that argument could, could be made and people would protest and, and be upset about it. Uh Man, I just took it to a whole nother level. I'm sorry, guys. No, no <laughs> I'm bringing no, us down. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. No. I was just thinking, I I think I upset people sometimes just by showing up. That's a form of protest. <laughs> it's like, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm offended. Why? Because Lucy's here. I'm offended because Lucy's here. Well, you know what? Well, me and my satchel beans aren't going anywhere. We're staying here. Like the Proverbs behind the Loteria card, you were not expecting me, but I'm not going anywhere. That's, yeah, I'm going to stay right here. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe the okay. your friend that you were talking about that made the cards with Houston stuff, he should mm-hmm. have like famous uh, rap lyrics on the back of the cards. He might. Mm. He might. I haven't seen it, but I thought, man, this is such a great idea. It, it's so well made. I mean, he did like this Houston Snapchat filter and it got a lot of traction. Mm. Uh, I believe Demi Lovato used it uh, mm. when she was wow. here. And he got just like Snapchat reached out to him and said, hey, can you do another one? Oh, that's and so, cool. so, you know, and, and I, yes. I have like no problem shouting out this. I don't even know him that well. I've mm. bought I've bought product from him. I've ordered things from him. Uh, I just think, you know, as a fellow designer and creative, I, you know, I believe we should support each other. You know, I'm real big on supporting the other yeah. guy who, even if I didn't think of it first, hey, he's doing it. And he's Houston and he's Latino. At least I think he is. He looks Latino. And, uh, you he know, he could be Pakistani. I don't know. There's, there's all kinds <laughs> but, of people in the world. Yeah, that's all. So I'm all about like supporting the other guy. You know, like people come to me for stuff and, and I'll say, man, you should check out this guy. He'll, he'll probably be a better fit for you or things like that. But yeah, that dude's doing some great stuff. Like check him out, artmanifested.com, I think. Or he's on Instagram. Sweet. Um, Let me see. I was going to ask you, so you're, are you originally from here? No, I actually was born in El Salvador. Um, it, which yeah, is funny because I am a long way from home. Yes. <laughs> well, in, in middle you're school, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, right? But then in middle school, people like have they want to know. But like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from El Salvador. They're like, what part of Mexico is that, man? Nah. And I'm like, oh, it's further <laughs> down in the center, like on the tip of Mexico. No, yeah. uh, we're you know Central America. But I came over when I was two years old, uh, so I was basically raised in in Magnolia, Houston Avenue, N. Oh, you uh, gotta be navigation. careful. We talked about this before. Oh snap! Did we? I, I mean, did y'all? No, I'm <laughs> saying like, uh, remember I've talked about that before. 
So were you on the other side of Mason Park or were you on the side towards Lawndale? Uh, I was on the other side. Okay, so of then Mason he really was Park. Magnolia because I was no. This was like this is real Magnolia Park. <laughs> because yeah, if is... you so this is how I remember if your street <laughs> wasn't an, a letter like Avenue yeah, L, yeah. Avenue H, Avenue you weren't Magnolia. Yeah. So EastEnders, you're only you're only able to take that title as being from Magnolia if you have those names. Yeah. Once you start getting like whatever, like I don't even like really streets. descriptive streets, you've crossed probably um, Harrisburg and now you're on the other side yeah. and on the other side of Harrisburg, on the other side of them tracks, you're no longer Magnolia. Yeah. Because they had names. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, I like, remember my friends like getting all angry at me because I was like, oh, I'm from Magnolia. <laughs> no, you're not. Like, what's your street name? What's your street name? <laughs> And I was like, what um, avenue are you from? It's like, what are you talking about? I was like, what avenue? Yeah, that's that's, what, I, it's it's a weird thing. It's they want, they, they want to change a lot of stuff. And that's so funny because, you know, you have friends that live on like Flushing Meadow Lane and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Wuthering Heights. And that sounds beautiful. And I'm like, man, I grew up in the avenues and the numbers street, like 76th Street, <laughs> Avenue L. Like I have a coworker. I said, you live in a cul-de-sac. You know what we call cul-de-sacs in my neighborhood? A dead end. <laughs> like it's just French for dead end. Like we're near the ra- railroad. When tracks. I think of uh, Magnolia, I always think of Clinton Drive, Clinton Road, because if you keep going further, you pass mm-hmm. up that little itty bitty bridge that goes to yeah. the towards um, what is that I ten I ten East. Yes, I ten. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Oh, the one that you can walk. The um, walking bridge. No, it's oh. like a tiny little bridge. But you, you if you're. I think Mercario Garcia. I don't know, man. I'm going deep into the Magnolia stuff yeah, and I'm right like, now. I'm like, I should and you're a Northsider, so you're like, yeah. I'm like I don't know. <laughs> it, like, you're, I'm like, you're a Northsider, so it's kind of like, it's different. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do, because um, we used to walk over to, you know, the train bridge where um, that goes over, it's a train trap bridge that goes over the water. It goes over the bayou, kind of over there by the uh, waste treatment facility. Mm. And then there, like, we would go across. I don't know if you've ever been out there with us. Um, we would like ride our bikes out there by the trains. Are you talking train about the track. one by canal? Maybe. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, um, it, it's where that bayou's at. It's it's near the avenues, like all all the avenues you go up. We've painted that bridge under yeah, that bridge painting, several times. Yeah. So um, also, uh, did I mention that in the thing that you're that you do graffiti? No. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> We've been chatting, man. We haven't, yeah, no, we, we haven't even like demoed yeah. like. You say, where are you from? Like El Salvador, Magnolia. Are you really from Magnolia? Like, yeah, sorry. I was just questioning his authentic, authenticity. authenticity. I'll show yeah, so. you my report card. Have you in? <laughs> so, so over there in that area, um, it's a good little painting bridge, like mm-hmm. um, graffiti painting. They've been doing stuff there for years, years. and years and years. And yeah. people come back through it. And there's some awesome pictures of um gotten from there like hanging from the train track bridge or yes. hiding on the side when the train's going by the, the planking i remember there was a oh, picture of planking I remember, remember that I what there, street yeah. do you know what cross street it is like how you avenue o and something something avenue one of the avenues know. one of the avenues it's, it's the street before cesar chavez mm, okay yeah, it's the one right there um dude like we just i mean we're latinos we just give directions by landmarks <laughs> You know, you're going to see a broken tree. Make a left. How close <laughs> to Edison Middle School is it? Oh, it's not that not, close. It's not that no. so It's closer to downtown. It's closer to downtown. Okay. Like down, like if you're going navigation, about to cross over that oh, bridge okay, where Baker okay, Hughes okay. is. Okay. But, what's, what's pretty cool about that, um, Mo and I took our uh, the boat one time. We had a little John boat. Yeah. We went in and put it in at Studiwood Park, and we took it all the way out there. Wow. All the way the hell out there. Um, I would be scared. Yeah, we well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But it was scary, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, but yeah, and we were out there on the boat, and I'm taking pictures of their graph pieces. Mm-hmm. Including one that he had done, you know, like from the boat, like we're looking oh, at wow. it right there from the bridge, under the bridge. Look yeah, that, 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 you know? that under the bridge. I mean, I practiced there when we were still developing our style and our can control. I would go there by myself, right? Riding bikes, you, you go there and you just paint and like you can mess up. You can, you know, it was practice because it's like, well, I can't put this on the train or on the wall just yet. I want to see, I want to get better first. And yeah. uh, it was it was it was always great. I mean, we there was photo shoots there. Um, there was I mean, so much stuff happened there. I remember going one time, and there was a car that was on. The engine was on, and it was running. It was in a ditch, like someone crashed it, got out, and just took off. Okay, and well, that's like, over. So I, and I was just like, wow, that was the most random. And I just looked. I didn't want to touch anything. I was like, oh, my fingerprints are going to get on it, right? Yeah. And I was just like, this is weird. Like, how long has this been here? So I was like, I guess I won't be painting today because I don't want them to. You know, That's they're weird. around and then they come. But 
so many things like you find a bunch of stuff there uh my friend abel got hit by a train that was passing by there he was trying to put rocks in the on the track and it was going really slow and you know that ladder that you used to get on one of the cart uh boxes the train boxes it hit mm-hmm. him right in the neck. I mean, I got so scared. Oh, he fell down. He got up. And I, was, I just expected to see like a gnarly gnash on his uh, neck. But he got up and he was fine. He's like, oh, why didn't y'all tell me? I'm like, you didn't see the train <laughs> in front of you hitting you in the neck? Like, I told him, dude, don't do that, man. That's like kind of, you know, hey, be careful, man. Because he was like 15 years old. He was hanging out with us. And and I just remember him getting hit by a train. And every time we bring it up, we just laugh. And uh, it's just hilarious. How did you get hit by a train and survive? Was it going like? It was going super slow, and and you know how the trains there's so much space to get to the to the to the wheels or to the where the rails are, the train tracks are. Yeah. But that 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 little um fire escape ladder mm. was protruding out on one of those oh, circle okay, okay. ones, and that's what hit. I'm him. envisioning him like on the tracks, like standing in front. I I thought like, he was gonna die. Yeah, I thought he was gonna die. I was like, I gotta tell his mom like his son mm. just died because he got hit by a train. That I told him not to get near. So I, so I never took him back again. <laughs> I'm all like, wow, his childhood was so different than mine. <laughs> it was, I mean, Magnolia, right? This was like, oh, these are the things. We didn't have internet or video games. We had to go out and getting hit by trains get, and get hit by trains and ride the trains and you know. But that's how you learn, you know. That's how you learn. That's how you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens when you stand in front of a train? So you learn. So you learn. <laughs> oh man. So you did. Um. So you were doing when you were out there. You were painting at that age, yeah. like at 15. Uh, I think I started doing graffiti um, in eighth grade, um, going into to ninth grade. I uh, just started, you know, I saw it in my neighborhood because uh, the Harris, Harrisburg pawn shop was there and there was a, mm. a graffiti piece there. And I just remember seeing it every day, wondering how do they do that, right? Like I always had, I think a lot of creatives have curious minds and they want to know how something is done. Uh, I was like, how did they do that? How did they do that? And I remember seeing some... Uh, videos and magazines where people like holding the spray cans like dude i think i can do that and uh i, I tried it because i was always writing my name i was already doing graffiti didn't know it was graffiti uh until you know you pick up a can and and it wasn't until uh like eighth grade i started messing with it ninth grade then tenth grade like i did my first piece and i was just like wow this is this is awesome this is amazing i want to do this more uh that's when i met mo in tenth grade and uh ellis and all you know all these uh, graffiti artists like uh, Cutthroat, uh, who's who are like I think they're big names in Houston, uh, and just practicing and observing them and, and just learning from them, learning from each other. It just it just went and it uh, naturally progressed from graffiti to art to graphic design. It was just like a natural progression. I think a lot of graffiti artists either delve into uh, well, I've noticed that they delve into like tattoos or uh, graphic design or some other medium of art after graffiti you know and they still do it because they still they still got it uh, it's like a skill you know you just learn you know and you just it just stays with you yeah uh so yeah i was doing that um since then and, and uh you know now doing graphic design and stuff so all i keep thinking about is the cost the cost of graffiti yeah like i mean yeah the cans are expensive <laughs> yeah they're expensive now <laughs> who's buying but... these cans though you're in eighth grade no back then like, you who's know buying these cans <laughs> well yeah you have you know your parents have spray paint in the garage right or there's someone has spray paint uh and then you know you rack them right you steal them uh or you used to steal them Do you remember jinkos jinkos yeah. were the oh, baggiest yes you would fill you fill them not me so you would you would wear like running pants you yeah. know like the pants that you wear like, those under your jinkos <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well i i wasn't big on it i wasn't real big on thievery i mean wait, wait. I, t- I took i took like markers and a few cans and the whole time i'm walking with cans i'm like they're gonna get me you know i, I was at kmart and they're like code red to aisle four i'm like what aisle am i on i was i was too paranoid to really steal it's just you know my childhood was just filled with fear because that's all i think about when i see graffiti or when i see graffiti artists i don't i know I do not know the name of the woman, but recently I saw on Facebook, uh, just on my newsfeed, a um, graffiti artist who draws these or makes these like enormous flowers on the sides of buildings. And I'm mm. thinking how much, like the amount of cans of, of what? That That's a fir- like me. That was the first thing yeah. I thought of. That must be so expensive yeah. to do. I'm like, I go to Michael's and I want to spray paint just like a chair or something. And they're like, oh, it's going to be $8.99. And I'm like, well, damn, I got to buy two of them. <laughs> Yeah. They need a primer and a base coat. So I'm like, oh yeah, no. What you, and I think that's what the great thing about graffiti is. It teaches you to be resourceful. Like you want to do big pieces. And I remember 
uh, having a conversation with my friends in high school and they're like yeah you could just use buff paint to fill in the letters i'm like buff paint to fill in the letters so buff paint is like your house paint any bucket paint right that you use to buff so we're like wait a minute i can go to home depot get oops paint you know that they sell for like a dollar two dollars get some rollers fill it in and then do the outline and spray paint i'm conserving my paint and i'm using the the buff paint to do my fills and Mm. that just changed the game for everybody that Mm. people started doing trains like you know ellis is is a train guy who just mm-hmm. knocks and i'm thinking dude look at all that paint you just spent and he's like man i just used this this and that wow. and uh and i was just like wow that's that's i mean if you're a graffiti artist you have to be resourceful yes paint is expensive now it is now yeah, just as an artist i think you have to be yeah. resourceful <laughs> yeah because now they lock up the spray paint like they don't you can't just get it um you have to buy it and there's a lot of options out there affordable options you know you have like loop paint fresh paint um Iron Lag. I mean, there's so many brands of spray paint now that any graffiti artist could really just go out and for maybe 20 bucks could get enough paint to do something. Yeah, yeah back back then they had, uh, it was just like Iron Lag, right? Yeah. Or no, right? Well, back then it was just Krylon. Oh, cr- I mean, oh, that's like, Krylon. we're taking it back. It was just Krylon, Rust-Oleum, and Weekend Paint, like the super cheap paint that you get at Home Depot. I mean, there was all brands. See, and all yeah. those, they're like a lot harder to spray because it's like mm-hmm. the old um, the old style nozzles. Too. Mm-hmm. And so now they've, they're coming out, since graffiti is a lot more uh, mainstream now, they're coming out with all these, or they already have come out with a crap load of yes. different styles. But now they're easier to spray. Mm-hmm. See, I'm over here like thinking on like the whole other side of the railroad track to that. I'm thinking of like suburban moms that want to like spray paint shellac and stuff and, oh, yeah. on their chairs. <laughs> that's because I've seen the ones where it's like, yes. you, it's like you're picking a, a, a water hose, right? Like, yes. Yes, you they have adapters. Yeah. Those are they have adapters. That's just crazy. To me. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's. Cra- Let I me mean, show you this. Um, he mentioned Ellis. I'm gonna show you like so. Ellis does yeah. like That's entire like, whole, whole cars. So it's yeah. the entire train is like painted. Uh, if you guys want to go check them out, on, Ellis Rocks. Yeah, on Instagram it's E L E S underscore Rocks R O C K S. Uh, go check him out. He's got some pretty uh pretty That's pretty stuff cool. out there. Yeah. That's if, awesome. if you do graffiti and you check out his page, you will feel bad about yourself later. <laughs> he's like. FYI. It's just, he, I mean, he puts in work, man. Yeah, he puts in work, and he's just, he's just a true, you know, true to the culture, true to the art. So, you know, shout out to to Ellis right now. Right on. Hey, um, I saw something that you were doing that reminded me of because I wrote an article on uh, appealingcontent.com. Um, uh, that's appealingcontent.com. <laughs> yes. It was about a a, a chick in. Um, mm, I forgot where she's at. She's in another country. Um, but she is doing art uh with coffee mm. and then i saw something that you had done not too long ago and i yes. was like like i saw you kind of delving into that and i wanted to see if you wanted to talk about that a little bit yeah the uh the coffee um the coffee picker um kind of idea uh came out uh i have a really good friend uh who's a great he's a talented dj and a producer remixer his name is uh, fx box almost i think that's his handle on ig uh, cool. so he um he had this uh, when he was starting his uh, production company doing music he had it called coffee pickers and him and i would just have a love for coffee right i mean we're el salvadorian he's um central american as well the number one export in el salvador is coffee right so i was really inspired by coffee and how coffee really is a way of life um you know it provides jobs it's from the earth it's just a great thing there's a great history behind it so anyway we were doing a, a um a mural with a Ciego and article on a McKee um, street. I, I think it was a bar. And they said, yeah, we're just going to do characters. And I had been doing these one-liners for a while. And uh, I did a, a coffee picker. I, I was thinking about a campesino, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the farm workers and the sombrero and the mustache. And that's just something typical that we see in uh, in El Salvador and in Mexico, right? I mean, I mean, everyone has either an uncle or a dad who wears a sombrero mustache and it's just a just a dark brother that's always in the sun so i did it and then ever since then uh, i got a lot of good traction from it but it, it for me I, I feel like they're representational of our culture the latino culture the hispanic culture um people that work the land so with the whole coffee thing uh, i had been doing it i took the ceramics class as part of my uh degree program that i'm finishing up and so uh, i was really inspired by making these coffee beans and um, using coffee and coffee pickers, and I've used coffee in some paintings, and it is just um, 
you know, so around it. I mean, people pay what four dollars for a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It's I mean, ridiculous. People want more and more cafes and and espressos and all this stuff. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge thing that I don't see going slowing down any further. I mean, there's even a, a great organization called a Second Cup. I think they combat like uh, sex trafficking through coffee cups. You buy a cup of coffee. Oh yeah, Megan, our one of our yeah. former guests, she goes there all the time. Yeah, and they yeah. and they're using coffee as a means to right. raise awareness, mm-hmm. and and so it's like, dude, it's just amazing. You know what coffee can do, um, and. And I just feel like it, it represents our, our culture so much because you go to El Salvador, which I recently went with my parents in May, and people drink coffee like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And as a, you know, man, it's hot out here today. What do you want to drink? Can I have some coffee? I'm like, why? <laughs> drink water. Do you have ice? I love but, coffee, but I can't yeah. have it when it's too hot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it when it's hot. I, was, I mean, we, you got to drink coffee, but it's, it's such a way of life. So I think the reason uh, I focus around it and, and a lot of my artwork is uh, when you're drinking coffee, you know, you um, you have time to reflect and sit. People talk around uh, people drinking coffee, you know, so it's yeah, it's, some, it's, it's mm-hmm. something that, that you do that's almost like a tradition. Um, you know, it's funny, my, my 10-year-old son, I make him make coffee for me every day. I taught him how to do it. And uh and he'll be like, hey, Dad, how many cups? Three or four? And I'm like, yeah, just give me three cups or give me a hard brew. You know, I need strong coffee. And, and he goes, I want to I wanna have a summer job at Starbucks, Dad. I want to be a barista and make some money on the side. <laughs> I'm like, me too, son. I want you to, <laughs> I I want want you you. to do that too. I yes. want you to reach them goals. <laughs> reach those goals. There you go. But yeah, go, but that's enough money. about me talking about coffee. Right I, now. Well, I like that. I like, I mean, to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, I I guess like as artists too, there's come some kind of, point i think we're at some point we want to uh tap into our like the culture Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's just because i'm in you know the 30s age or whatever you're starting to kind of doing that you know reflection or whatever Mm -hmm. um but i i I just think that's pretty cool like i I, you know you found your you know you found something like that that it's almost like a relatable project if you will right it's focusing more so on a little bit deeper of meaning maybe yeah and i think most artists want a viewpoint shout out to to natalie for uh, give it on my government age. No, I didn't say. <laughs> She's like in your thirties. I'm like, I said, who's I in their thirty? No, I, mean, I don't know. Like I'm 21, so like I really don't know. I barely had my first drink glass. No, no, but, <laughs> no, but it, it's so true though. I think uh, I think you know we were discussing off uh, off the uh, podcast with Luz about how you know you change as you grow, and and for sure you know I see things differently, and I think it's a viewpoint when you reach your thirties and. Uh, you know your 20s and your 30s. I mean, I'm I'm 37, so I I see things a little bit differently. But I, I think it it's a, it's a viewpoint, you know. And I think a lot of artists have a viewpoint, you know. Like when we sit and think about like a uh, Duel's work, you know, he has a certain viewpoint of uh, color and composition and shapes. We think about Mo. Uh, Mo has a, a you know his solo show, Dark Colorful World. I thought that was very fitting. Because mm-hmm. his artwork and, and his point of view is dark and colorful mm-hmm. uh, th- because it's an extension of just how he is. And I mean, I love his work. I've been a fan of his since high school. So um, I think it's everybody's viewpoint and their perspective. And, and I think that comes across in their art. You know, it's like, hey, consider this, you know, view this, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I think that's why we focus on uh, a, a symbol and I think that comes from graffiti. I mean, the whole purpose, they write their name over and over and over and over again in different styles or techniques because it's like, hey, my viewpoint's changing, you know? Uh, and you can see how people's artwork has changed over the years. You know, uh, there's this one artist, Revoke, who was doing wild style graffiti, intricate letters, colorful. Now he's so abstract. He's mm. he's doing lines. Uh, fun fact about him is that H&M had taken a picture in front of one of his pieces and he demanded payment. He goes, hey, y'all need to pay me for that, you know? Good. And they were saying, well, no, we don't because that was an illegal graffiti that you did. Nobody paid you to do that mural. Mm, so, so yeah, so they were saying, hey, it's public. It's free to the public. I can take a picture, print it on a shirt and sell it for money, you know? So they got into a huge thing. It become a huge Twitter thing, an Instagram thing. All the artists were like, stand with Revogue. And then they they said, okay, we're taking down the picture. We're giving you some money. Or I think that's what happened. They resolved it somehow. And I just thought to myself, that would have never been possible in the 90s. No, it wouldn't have. Uh, or in 2000. That would have never happened. But because of, of his name and, and, and because of what he's doing, I mean, the artist is more respected now. Back then, I mean, even, you know, our, our Latino parents are like, my dad's like, 
todavía haces graffiti. Y yo me digo, yeah, dad, I still do graffiti. You know, <laughs> they, you know todavía está dibujando eso. You know, like, yeah, I still, I still do it, dad. They, they, I don't think they really appreciate what the creatives do, especially like people from my generation, you know. But, um, you know, because our parents want, to, want us to be doctors and lawyers and stuff. But Well, I just, I find it, I don't even know how my parents feel about it. I should ask them one day, but I, nah. I, I, I find it interesting that I even still do art. Because I, I just think when you were saying that right now, I was like, I don't think that when I was a kid, I ever thought that it would be something that I still do, that I still practice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know how sometimes parents put their kids in like little league or yeah. whatever, and they with these intents that maybe they'll, I don't know, become famous football players or, or yeah. what is it, little league baseball? baseball. Whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, go sports. So... <laughs> Like, catch the, I don't know, <laughs> found the play, whatever, um, basketball, I don't know. Touchdown at baseball Touchdown. games. Touchdown. Touchdown in the That's left cool. field. I don't know. Um, so anyways, I I don't, my, my parents, I, I, I've said this before, that I got into art because it was something that was attainable, that gave me the cre that creative outlet that I was looking for, and also that kind of, like, therapy that I needed for self, like, just time mm -hmm. on myself. Yeah. And I needed was a surface to write on and a tool. You know, it's like the cheapest form of therapy, I think. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I still do it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's easy. I don't know. I, so. think, I think, too, like in the uh, when we were growing up, I think maybe our parents, I mean, graffiti was a totally different thing. The 90s were big time um, into game. I mean, it was like a whole gang mm, culture. That's yeah. true. So when you saw a graph, it was mostly just tags everywhere, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and um, it meant something different. And then now the actual, I mean, the graph game has evolved itself. So, I mean, there's not to say that people weren't doing amazing things back then, but yeah. now there's more people. It's more, again, mainstream, you know. So, um, I think people it's part of the culture it. now. You know, yeah. it's, it, it defines a, a city almost. I love those big, beautiful murals, like those huge mm -hmm. ones that they put up on those buildings. Like, I see yeah. a lot, a lot more oh, overseas, yeah. you know. But, oh, yeah, for sure. But um, they're coming here, you know. We even have them here in Houston. I'm like, waiting for tall. that. We yeah. have a couple. Well, we have like a landmark. One, remember that one with the guy? The, yeah, the uh, creation or something. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that Mr. One. D did that one. I think oh, they right. it went into the Guinness yeah. Book of World oh. Records as the biggest mural in Houston. Really? Yeah, there was like a bunch of controversy over that. People were like, "That's not the biggest mural in Houston. <laughs> it's this one by this artist." And, and was that a, was that spray paint or was that? It was spray paint wow. and and buff paint. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's impressive nonetheless. And then when we hosted the the Super Bowl. He um he put a football in the guy's hand, yeah. which I thought, oh, that's so cool. Uh, so he did that, and and people, I mean, people just, uh, you know, Mr. D's done a lot of stuff uh, for Houston, and uh, yeah, that that's coming up more and more. I mean, we have artists that are doing great stuff, like a female artist, um, Anat. Uh, she does these realistic portraits. I mean, she's just amazing. If you ever gone yeah, by forty five. There's a school, right? Monte, uh, I forgot the name of the school, but she painted these kids playing in a playground. Oh, is she the one that did yeah. that art? The monastery. Monastery, yes. It's a monastery, but I forgot. They, I think they changed the name of it when I used yeah. to live on that side of town. Yeah. She's the one that did that? She did that. She's amazing. I remember I mean, when I was driving uh, once on my way to my former job, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. You know, I think as like, as an artist, or just a person that appreciates yeah. the arts, you know? Like, hey, that person, I remember thinking to myself while I was driving, that person was good enough, I guess, in the eyes of somebody Yeah. that they wanted that her work mm -hmm. to make a permanent mark on the outside of their building yeah. that's supposed to be representation of their school. That's huge. Yeah. And what's what's great about it is her process that's awesome. yeah. where, yes, that's, that's awesome. She's, uh, what's great about it, she took those pictures as the kids were playing in that playground. Yeah. So she took the picture and she's like, oh, I like these. And she did them. And I remember talking to her about it. And she says, you know, there were so many car accidents um, while I was painting that. People were like distracted by her work. Oh, wow. That oh, they no. weren't paying attention to their driving. There was like bumper fender benders. Uh, uh, and I was just like, wow. I mean, it's, I mean, for me, you it's don't impressive. You see it all the time, too. That's, that's part of yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's part of the mystery of graffiti and even mural work in general. People will stop. I remember very clearly uh, painting on that Harrisburg wall, and uh, people would stop and lower their window, be like, that's amazing, dude, or that's awesome. Keep up the good work. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is crazy. I mean, these, I'm 16 years old. I was painting with my friend Bernardo. 
and uh, they were just lowering their windows saying, hey, man, this is great work. You know, this is awesome. And I'm like, wow, thanks. You know, I mean, people would always stop and, and really compliment us. You know, I think there's a, a bit of mystery behind it. And, and even now, uh, I was painting a live event like three years ago, and this one guy was like, I think I'd like to learn graffiti, you know? And I looked at him just to see who was talking to me. <laughs> and he was like, got to be in his 27 years old. And, I, and I didn't know how to feel about it at first. I was first, I was like, nah, man, this is not for you. <laughs> and then, he was like, no, you you're, you're, this. you're too old. I was thinking to myself, you're too old, man. If, if you didn't learn, it's like like what you said about Little League, right? If you haven't been doing this since you were yeah. younger, then you got a long way to go. But then, and then I looked at him, I was like, you know what? You can if you want, man. This is, it's it, that art is, is like an open door. There's no rules to who can or who can't. Uh, if you want to do graffiti, go and do graffiti. You know, you're going to suck for a lot of years. People are going to like clown you. But, you know, you just got to be diligent and, and kind of stay true to yourself. And you're going to get better, you know. There was this great um, series where these big artists who are like established graffiti artists and, and now they're studio artists um, that were showing when they were whack. And they did like an Instagram page about it or a website oh, cool. where they were showing all their early sketches like and their that. early paintings. And they were whack. You know, they, they were not good. But, you know, the thing yeah. about that, too, is that general public, like people that yeah. aren't artists, or aren't around art and they don't see it as it being whack or not being good mm-hmm. for the most part yeah. I mean if you're doing like a stick figure up against the wall or something yeah. I mean obviously people are gonna be like that's what is that supposed to be yeah. but the weird thing about art and the good thing about art is that you could be just starting off you could be just somebody that walked into of all places Walmart and said I'm gonna buy a couple of you know yeah. materials and then you post it on especially these days on social yeah. media yeah. and a hundred people will like it yeah and there could be a person that's an amazing artist, you know, critically acclaimed, if you will, right? Yeah. And everybody loves the artist, and they post a picture of something that they did, and it's like, mm, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You really never know. That, so, that, that's true because, I mean, art takes courage, you know, for you to display it in a public forum like social media or to put it on a wall or to hang it uh, on a wall somewhere. You're vulnerable. You yeah. know, you're, you're exposing yourself. Uh, I remember... A couple of years ago, I think it was a year ago, a year or two ago, I can't even remember. I did my first solo show, and you know, I'm a pretty open guy. I'll talk, you know, I'm real easy to start a conversation with. But they started asking specific questions about my work, and I started talking, and I was saying things that I didn't even know were in there, and uh, I felt so exposed. I felt like, dang, you, you know, I'm pouring my heart out to you right now. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll stop talking now, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I was realizing that, dude, you signed up for this. You know, as soon as you put it on the wall, display it, people are going to ask you questions and you have to answer honestly because it's all about honesty in, in your work and in your art. And it makes you vulnerable, you know, people. And they're not just asking, like, what inspires you or why this. They're, they would say, you know, does this figure represent anything to you? Is there some connection? Is this someone you knew? And then that's when you start talking. Yeah, well, this is my friend who passed away, or this is a bit. And then you're like, dang, you're making me touch into to some areas of my life I didn't want you to go in. It's like I invited you to my house, but I didn't want you to go to the attic. Mm. Yeah, I wanted you to stay in the living room, just just double Can tap the drawers. screen and move on. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, like no, no, that's a junk drawer. You know, but I mean, but that's what art does. So if you're an artist, you got to be brave and you got to be uh, courageous and, and honest with your work because people will see past it. People will see when it's whack or counterfeit or a, a bad attempt at something, you mm-hmm. know? And artists are the biggest haters. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, mean I, I hate mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I know I, that's right. I mean, <laughs> like, it, it's true. You know, like, we see something like, yo, did you see that new piece that came out by so-and-so? It's like, all he did was mm-hmm. put some paint on a can. I could have done I that. I think because <laughs> I know that, I think because exactly. I know that, it gets in my head. Like, anybody who's really close to me, they always say that, like, you get in your head a lot and it stops you from doing things. Um, and it's true. I'm, I'm very much so like a person that I'll, I'll be like, I'll come in like fast at the beginning. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And then I start to get into my head about something. Cause I, when I finally cool down and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm all in. I think about all the aspects and specifically art. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I stopped doing it. Cause I knew, mm. I know from experience, from being the artist and then being the person staring at the art and knowing that art, this look at art differently than just anybody would we look at it and we just like cut it down like we're just like oh look at that and look at that oh man look at that somebody actually like that are you serious and it is like hating it's just hating it's being ugly but like you can't i mean it's just i don't know what it is like it's 
So you, knowing that made me not want to do art for a while. You would think like, or I mean, not even that you would think, but I think that the whole thing is to turn around and use that and then make I wasn't strong it, enough, man. Like, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. strong. Honestly, like for real, I wasn't, I, I like legit was yeah. not strong enough. Because I, I think that's what Jose is saying, that it really, it, it struck a chord. It's true. I wasn't, my confidence in myself had right. just completely dissolved. Oh, yeah. Because it took so long to even build it up to, to make art in the first yeah. place to put these ideas that I had out and then once I realized oh man people are like looking at it I was like I'm gonna go ahead and just like metaphorically go back in the house and just like figuratively go back in like the, the Homer the Homer yes yeah. uh, <laughs> back, that, well, back that, in the bushes yeah. back in the bushes that was literally me like with, but just like with the paintbrush and just yeah. like I'm gonna go back yeah. now because I know that I yeah. and knowing that and that caring is I think what makes you a stronger artist yeah being able to go out there and know that your stuff's going to be called shit and it's going to be yeah. some people, no matter what, yeah. no matter what, somebody's going to be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be like, okay with people not liking what you do. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, moving. you know, to, to be honest with you, I mean, I think all artists struggle with that even now. Um, I mean, you're not alone. I know it sounds kind of corny. You are not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> I do art with you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. It's true because every artist wants validation, uh, yeah. whether it's from close friends, whether it's from colleagues, they want someone else to give them the props. I mean, like I post something and then like if an established uh, graffiti artist who I follow or who I admire double taps it or mm -hmm. gives me the fire emoji. I'm oh, like, I geek out, you, you know, I'm like, yo, like they gave me the fire emoji. It's real. They gave me more than one. This must be dope. You know? How does your wife it's, feel about your work? My wife. Wow. Because I have some thoughts about the significant other's <laughs> feelings about art. So I'm curious. You know, uh, my wife, uh, I, I, I got lucky, man. I, I got so blessed because she, uh, she was, she's from El Salvador as well. Uh, she was born and raised over there. She came over when she was 16. I met her when she was 17. And uh, we started talking. She turned 18. We started dating. Uh, when And then, you know, we've been married for 12 years. We dated for four and a half years and then got married. Um, you know, we have a couple kids now. Um, she's awesome. Uh, what, I, what I like about her is that she's she's my total opposite, right? She's very mm -hmm. laid back. She doesn't talk much. I mean, when I first met her, uh, she was so serious. Um, and then I remember when we were dating and then even when we got married, I said, babe, uh, I know you're not a morning person because when I met you, it was early in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> and she just gave me, I was like, yo, I'm Jose. What's your name? She's like, Mirlena. And I said, Marlene. She goes, no, Mirlena. Right. And I'm like, excuse me. I did Homer yeah. Simpson go back in the bushes. Uh, but she, And then I realized it's not that she was being a, a, a punk or a B word or anything like that. She's just not a morning person. Mm, but uh, she's, can, got, she's gotten better. I can relate. To yeah, that. she's like, I hadn't had enough coffee. She was just in a serious mode. But um, I think she loves what what I do. I, I think from our conversations, right, I think she she appreciates what I do um, as, as an artist. But I think she sees it as more than just... Oh, my husband's an artist. Mm -hmm. I think she's, she sees it as more like my husband's really creative, mm. you know, because I think if you're an artist, um, you can put anything and you, you can use any tool, any medium, and you'll make some art out of it. Right. Uh, That's true. And it's so funny because I said this about Mo. I'm talking about Mo a lot, but <laughs> I said this about Mo because Mo does airbrushing, right? He does sculptures. He does tattoos. He does paintings, drawings. I mean, what doesn't he do? Right. And I've always said this when we we're putting this solo show together, I was all like, you can put anything in his hands and he'll make some art out of it. Put some Play-Doh in his hands, he'll make art out of it. Put some crayons <laughs> in his hands, he'll make like a crayon sculpture and he'll yeah. do something. Yeah. So I think she would say that. And, and I think what's what's impressed her, I would say the most, and she hasn't told me, this is just what I think, is the graphic design, you know, mm -hmm. because she says, I really like how you're able to take people's ideas and make them a reality for them, you know, because that's essentially what graphic design is, is that you're paying someone for their creative ideas and their resources, you know, hey, because you get this all the time. Do you do shirts? I'm like, I might not print them, but I know how to get them done. Mm. You know, so most people who want, uh, you know, their own business and things, they they want someone to do all the legwork for them. And I think that's where graphic designers um, kind of step in. I think that's why I like to say I've been successful with with my freelance, um, my freelance business 
was because I'm like, I can do your design. Don't worry about the shirts. I'll get them. Just tell me what you want. I'll make them happen for you. You know, yeah, be resourceful. And, yeah, just you be resourceful because people don't want to go online because they're like, there's some, there's too many options. I don't want to call them lazy, but well, lazy, but I, I would say they're they're not as as informed as us. They don't know the difference between 16 point paper and 24 point paper. I don't know what they're, a Picas is. Yeah, they're like, what do you mean pixels? What do you yeah. mean vector? What are these? Right. And the printers, they're like, send me the vector file. They're like. But I have a printout picture of my logo. No, Can you just dude, do that? No. Like, no. That cracks me up <laughs> whenever people work. do that. <laughs> you know? Can you make this? I'm like, no. I, I want this, but different. I hear <laughs> no, that. No, man, no. <laughs> people, people walk in uh, to the tattoo shop with pictures oh, on yeah. their phone of, oh, of somebody man. else's tattoo. Yes. <laughs> for real, though. Yes. Like this one. Are you for real? And it'll be all skewed. And it'll Are be all you like, serious? Oh, God, but seriously. see, um, it, the reason why I was asking about how do you, how yeah. your, you know, your significant other, your wife, do you feel as validated I'm kind of putting you on the spot yeah. do you feel as validated when she double taps on a picture as you do when an artist does is it that same I'm, kind I'm, of thing? i'm gonna be honest and, and i know she's gonna hear this i'm gonna be honest no i don't either i don't i don't feel validation i don't from, either from her i i do care what she thinks about right it. right 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 you right. know like she's like man i'm not feeling yeah. it it's not that hot and and, and i yeah. take that feedback as constructive criticism but i don't feel validated mm-hmm. i'll tell you i'll tell you two instances where i felt validated um I could always draw, right? I didn't take an art class until eighth grade. Taking an art class uh, with my art teacher, Mr. Littlefield, at Edison Middle School. Oh, Mr. Littlefield. If you His know wife that. was a teacher at Eastwood High School. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But he was he was great. I owe so much to him. I wish I, I had an opportunity to thank him for everything he did for me. Uh, I mean, I told him thank you. Back he did in the sculptures and he's he did right. Okay, so that is yeah. so that is Mr. That is Miss Littlefield's Littlefield. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he, he was an amazing I, artist. I, I remember uh, the first lesson he gave us. He put uh, a broken doll in front of the table. We did still life drawings. He goes, mm. just draw this with pencil. Yeah. And I think he did that to assess everybody. So I'm drawing, it, I, the, and I'm just that's a test right there. And I'm I'm just you know I'm I'm in my zone right. I'm drawing. I love drawing. I'm drawing. I'm looking at it. And he comes by, and the ex- I'll never forget the expression in his face. He's looking down, and he goes, that's amazing. That looks really good. You can really draw. Yeah. I, I mean, these were verbatim, his exact yeah, words. Cried. At that moment, uh, you know, of course, I'm in Magnolia, right? So you yeah. just keep, you, you chill about it. You're like, oh, okay, thanks, you know? But on the inside, I'm geeking out, and I'm like, an artist who, right. uh, a legit artist, just said that I can draw. I've always wondered if I was good or not, mm-hmm. but... I didn't want to look weak and be like, hey, do you think I can draw? You know, it's not like my mm-hmm. mom and dad say, oh, my son draws. He's like, bonito, ese yeah, dibujito, I think you know? it's a validation. It, it yeah. comes from from peers, from somebody so. who is in the same field as you. It means something more. Yeah. Who understands the struggle. Right. Because you know, sometimes who like I'll be sitting in there and I'll be working on something for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, you know, my husband could be watching TV or something and I have yeah. a clipboard and I've been drawing and drawing and I'm like, I feel like inside of having like this whole like, you know, dialogue, like, okay, I'm going to show it to him and just, you know, whatever he says, I'm going to just, I'm going to be cool with it, you know? Okay, oh man, he's going to be like this. It's going to be so good. And I'm like, hey, um, hey, baby, check out what check out I just drew right now. Like all cool. Yeah. Like, trying to be all cool. He's like, oh, it looks good, babe. I'm like, but oh, what's good about it? Give me more. That's cool. That's that's cool. Yeah, it looks good, babe. I like but, the colors. Did oh, you ever man. get that? <laughs> or then the one that he always says. I know he's going to listen to this, too, so I'm probably going to get right. in trouble for it. But he's going to the, – the, oh, my God. He says this, and I swear it's like getting punched in the gut. He goes, you did that? <laughs> like, I'm not showing you someone else's work. Like, like I, To me, when I hear that, it sounds like he sounds surprised that I'm talented or that I yeah. could do it. So when he goes, you did that? Wow. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk away now. Like, I'm done I'm, with you. And uh, dinner's ready. <laughs> you know, like, so I think that's why I ask because it's, yeah. it's I, I don't know anybody who feels like. I mean, I care what I, she thinks. Like I said, right, I, care, yeah. I care about the feedback, um, but I, I don't really feel the validation. I feel it more when colleagues like yeah. my work or haters like my work i like it. Isn't that weird? Or when Isn't someone that weird? when someone buys your work oh. and don't try to negotiate you down mm. that was the biggest i mean i remember selling two pieces from the solo show um and i was in disbelief um, i kept waiting for the response on the text message after i quoted them to be like will you take this much for it i kept waiting for the mm. the negotiation part that bargaining and, it, like- and it never came down he was just like okay bro sounds good i'll take them and i'm like Really? Are you sure? Like you don't want to? You, you don't want to? You know, <laughs> ask me, y lo menos. You know, like lower the price. Or, 
and and it was just i think that's the biggest form of validation because it's someone who kind of hey man i like this enough i want to see it every day in my house i i want to I want to move it. I want a relationship with it because what they're saying is I want a relationship with you. You know, um, it's a huge it's a huge thing, I think. Right. For yeah. somebody to say that whatever you created, they want in their yeah. home. That's that's really yeah. intimate. Or, or like or like a T-shirt that they did that. Yeah. Hey, I'll buy a T-shirt. I might not buy a painting from you, but I like your 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 message or your concept. So mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll I'll do this, which speaking of which, I got you guys something. Oh. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. You have gifts? So, yes, you have gifts. Is it so my birthday? This is for you. Oh, I'm so excited. And this is Thank for you. you. So, so what's in there? And this is this is my shameless plug right now. So oh, I have this. I'm so uh, excited. So there's a there's a biggie sticker in the back. Um, Oh, that's awesome. So, so this is it, because it's a podcast, you can't see This it. is perfect. Yes, that's one of the paintings I sold so from my right solo now. show. And, uh, I'm legit yeah. really freaking out. <laughs> I'm like legit freaking out. Oh my explain, God. Explain uh, one-liners. So this the, is so cool. So one-liners, uh, as far as my personal research that I've researched, so don't, you know, you can fact check this, but uh, <laughs> this from my awesome. understanding, Picasso was the first one who did uh, a one-liner paintings. Uh, basically, it, it's a process where if you're using like a, a marker or a pen or something, you put it on the canvas and you start moving it around. You don't pick it up Those until you're done. Those are my favorite, done. actually. I really so like that. You just, yeah. you just do it. And uh, so I would do that in pencil. And then I said, I think I can do this with spray paint because mm. the, the air that's coming out. So it started with spray paint and I just kept, you know, refine. I've been doing this since high school and and just it, it evolved to where there's no sketch there's no you just do it out, you just do it so yeah. whatever so that's why i could do the same character over and over and it's never going to look the same mm-hmm. because the one-liners are never and i've tried to do i'm gonna do it exactly how i did it last time and it never comes out <laughs> i love those the same way this is so, cool. I really so like what i got it. you I knew guys that that's were, what that was when i saw it yes. the minute i saw it i was like he's starting to get it he didn't stop i was i feel like yeah, i'm like know. having a nerdy art moment <laughs> i'm like i knew that's how he did it <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little kid, like I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm real curious. I like to know the process. That's so so cool. what you guys have here, you have this bag that uh, got awesome, printed with, with my logo, Verseworks, which is my freelance business. Oh man, uh, it's a sticker pack and also a T-shirt. Um, You're gonna be my first sticker on the official Houstonish laptop oh, that we use for recording. Nice. So. School. <laughs> yeah, there's like no stickers my... whatsoever on my keyboard right now. So I think the, the other side. Be the first one. I think it, well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Hopefully, if it's there, that's a medium, but I think they're a little smaller. They're female shirts. Um, oh, I got these printed up for the. Uh, hey, man, the I show, uh, just so. joined Weight Watchers, so uh, <laughs> you're going to just give me some more motivation if there's nothing. There so go. It's all good. So, yeah, Heck, I think that should yeah, That looks awesome. I think Natty's going to about to put it for the For the people then. that are listening to the podcast, they're like, where's Natko? She's currently like getting into her swag. <laughs> I love it. That, cute. that looks like really it. cute. I that's... like it. I'm all like, it looks cute. I like uh, it. <laughs> oh, and shout out to shout nice, out to my nice. partner, my that's big sister, awesome. uh, uh, Lydia, who actually was in charge of all this packaging and... It thank was, you, Lydia. Yes, Lydia. Thank What's you. What's up, Lydia? She made like the bags, These and she put really... the packs together. She made this the is layers. awesome. Like, super. Um, yeah. Thank you so pro, much. Like, professional. Yes, man. I had to bring y'all something. I love it. I, I love it. See now, our future guests, you have to come with it. Yes. <laughs> don't come. Don't come to Houston ish without some ish. Yeah, <laughs> man. Bring bring some. Byo ish. Byo ish. Your next guest will bring beans. Like I got you some beans. Hey, man. I heard Nat like beans. I heard Nat like some beans. This is so cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate you guys having me. This is fun to talk about. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. Yes, I know. I don't think we have all that time. Right? I know. What is our time looking like? We are we are currently at an hour six. Ouch. Ah, okay. Well yeah. then, yeah. I guess uh, I think we're uh, about at that. About at that. <laughs> hey, but you're always welcome to come back. <laughs> oh yes. yeah, that's yes, cool for sure. Do you have anything going on um, right now? At the moment, no. But I did want to plug in an event where uh, I'll be painting with uh, Mo. Uh, we're going to be doing Bleed the Walls, which is a graffiti event in October. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting time. We're we're going to do uh, something that we're we're going to do a collaboration Ooh, um, where excited. we will yes, where we will be doing some just some graffiti. So if y'all want to see how it's done, 
Um, it's just a, it's a really cool thing to see. But again, thank you so much for for bringing me on, guys. This was fun, and I think we could keep talking about art. And can you yeah. can you remind our listeners uh, your Instagram? Yes, my Instagram is at verse one, uh, but verse is spelled phonetically like curse, like V U R S E O N E. Uh, so if you you know search for me at at verse one, you'll see like my logo and you'll see some stuff. It's a lot of art and uh, some family stuff there. Um, so I'm real big on on uh, I love watching graffiti on Instagram and following other artists, and it's just it's just cool. You'll see a lot of cool stuff that I got coming up. Uh, and uh, you might, uh, I think I still have t-shirts and sticker packs and stuff. I'm working on some more merch just to pull it out. Um, I didn't bring pins, but I've done like lapel pins and oh, and different things. I didn't I bring those. That. Those are hot right now. Yeah, those so, those are real mm-hmm. popular. I've, I've always been a big fan of them. So like, uh, it's funny how they're hot now, but I've always liked them. Um, oh, so you, you were on, in on that trend before it was a trend. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Because I was like, yo, man, these are really dope, you know, but then more artists are doing it. And I'm like, I love that. Because you get a little piece of like their, because when I buy it, I'm really buying their idea. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. we went to Chicago recently uh, with my my wife and my kids. We took a little family vacation before the kids went back to school. There's an artist up there called Scent uh, Scent Rock, and he does these great murals. And he came out with this lapel pin, and so I, I wasn't able to get it while I was there, but I was able to order it, and then it came in, and it was just like hot fire. I was like, man, this is so dope. Like this is so cool, you know. So uh, another Chappelle thing, right? Hot fire. Yeah, right away I was thinking Dylon. Dylon. The minute he Dylon, said that, I didn't want to Dylon. say it, but I was like, Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. 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 Oh, man, sorry. And on that And on that note. note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all, uh, uh, I don't know, take it easy and we'll see y'all next take time. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Houstonish Podcast. And as always, find us at www.appealingcontent.com. This is Houstonish. This is Houstonish.